I just think it's very strange that you have people who are 65 and over Creeping and you see out. them going into that bungalow. <laughs> I like that. I don't want to watch that. I have news for you. Like, the highest rate of STDs traditionally are in, like, Oh, I know. That's why I know. That's why I don't want to see that because no. you know. No. Like, no, you were just saying life gets better post-menopause. Yes. Life gets better. So but not on television. Okay, fair enough. You know <laughs> what? You know what? I've done this. Four Have words you never want to hear. Nana yes. has the clap. I've always wanted to do a podcast with different women who have different points of view. Or just like a show where I force people to talk about the view with me. Is the world flat? Yes. I'll call it Deja the View. I, I never thought about it, Whoopi. Hello, welcome to Deja the Flu season. Good morning, America. <laughs> it's been a long time since you came around. Been a long time, but I'm back in town. <laughs> Oops. This time I'm not leaving without flu. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops, we went away. Um, but now we're back and Sean's here. Hi. Hi. Hi, Sean. Thanks for being here. I'm fine. Thanks for asking. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's new with me. Yeah, everything's great. <laughs> we completely by accident. Um, forgot to do the podcast. Well, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of stuff happened. I was working literally nonstop, <laughs> and I moved. Mm-hmm. You know, life happens when. <laughs> what is the saying? Life is what happens when you stop. When it rains, it pours. When it rains, it pours. (laughs) Life is what happens when it rains, it pours. And so we went on a little bit of a hiatus. (laughs) Yes. Um, And then a pandemic hit globally. And we thought, the people need us. So we we did this for you, the fans. (laughs) We know you've been asking for an episode. And we said, we've got to do it for the fan. (laughs) and so so here we are so hopefully this episode will um tide you over while a lot of other shows are off the air for the next couple of weeks and hopefully the view just goes off the air and we can have their slot we'll get their slot (laughs) (laughs) right they'll just play our audio clip at 11 a.m yeah with a slideshow (laughs) of pictures of us mixed in with With pictures of us with sunny (laughs) um but as of right now the view is will still be on the air they just announced that they're still planning to have new shows this week yeah and it's while we were gone i don't think you missed too much it was a lot of we hate bernie we love joe biden a lot of democratic candidates dropped out they talked about that Mm -hmm. and then they talked about coronavirus and we're still talking about coronavirus we're all caught up and that's what you missed on glee did i tell you so as i said i moved but i don't think did i tell you my harrowing story of what happened to me when i got locked out of my new house we haven't spoken in three weeks (laughs) know if you noticed so please (laughs) tell me and the audience so in my new apartment the door locks automatically behind you Mm -hmm. like a hotel yeah (laughs) um and i was taking out 
some cardboard boxes. Mm -hmm. Taking out the trash. Mm -hmm. So to speak. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I forgot to have my key on me. But so I slipped on my roommate's um, little pink (laughs) Nike sliders. And so I was wearing that and just a pair of socks Mm -hmm. and a sweater. And as soon as the door shut behind me, I realized that I was locked out. My roommate sometimes doesn't come home for like a couple days at a time. Mm -hmm. Um, So I couldn't just, I had no cell phone. And so I didn't know how to like, I I didn't, I I had to go into like act mode. Like there was no option of like just waiting um, I started like ringing my neighbor's doorbells cause it's like a house apartment. Uh-huh. Um, and the upstairs neighbor wasn't home. The downstairs neighbor literally came to the door and decided I'm not, no, I'm not going <laughs> to no! answer the door today. <laughs> That's literally oh. how I answer the door. My God. <laughs> you don't, you just don't answer. I just don't. I go and peer through the little peephole and then you say not for me, not today. <laughs> That's the thing is like I can't be too mad at them because I probably would have done the same. You would never have. You looked out the door and saw a person you'd never seen before wearing little girl (laughs) Nike slides. (laughs) Well, we had seen each other before, but but they might not have realized like that I live here. But um, I. It, like it's just that like I rang their doorbell so many times so, like <laughs> no I wouldn't answer the door if someone just rang the doorbell but if someone like periodically was coming to the door and ringing yeah. it like five times at a time every like 10 minutes then I'd be like okay it's an issue something yeah. yeah so after a while I realized I had to just like go somewhere and I started to try to think of people's houses that I could go to or people mm-hmm. might be home <laughs> And, like, Katie lives sort of, she lives, like, maybe 10 minutes away. 10 minutes in normal shoes, maybe 15 (laughs) in in slides, a few sizes too small. So I had to, like, work myself up to it by just being, like, it's Toronto. Like, people are crazy. (laughs) People are on drugs. And, like, it's not that crazy to see someone in the the snow, like just walking in sandals like it happens (laughs) so and I just was like maybe I'll see someone I know probably not and then it doesn't matter it's in the past and I only have to just get to Katie's house Mm -hmm. so I did that and I saw like the light was on upstairs and I was ringing her doorbell for like forever and she didn't answer (laughs) so I was trapped outside of her house after walking all this way and then um, I left. Um, turns out she was home and no. her, her doorbell is just broken. No. <laughs> oh. You so, should have thrown one of the sandals at the window. <laughs> I, yeah, I probably should have. Um, and so then I was like, okay, I guess I have to walk all the way home. So I had to do another trip in the sandals from Katie's house. <laughs> Back to my house, tried the neighbor's doorbell some more, no luck. And then I was like, okay, who else? Well, Brett lives somewhat close huh. by. Um, <laughs> but I af- take these sandals <laughs> to the other end of the street. Yeah. So then, like, after like doing two trips in the sandals, and 
they're like really small and they were hurting my feet. So I decided to stop walking and to just run everywhere. <laughs> so then I, so I took off running in the sandals and Brett, Brett probably lives like an like 15 minute walk. Uh-huh. Maybe. I don't know. And anyways, I make it to Brett's and I don't know if he's home, but I know his door code for his building. Mm-hmm. So I like let myself in. I go all the way up to his apartment. I knock on the door and there's no answer. <laughs> and oh I need to like think of a new plan. So I just like sit down um, and start spiraling. And uh-huh. like I, I knew I could like wait there and like eventually he would have to come home. Yeah. But like when you have no cell phone and you're in a crisis... Like, your mind does crazy things. Plays tricks yeah. on you. So I was like, no, I need to, like, come up with plan C. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting there for maybe, like, it felt like an hour, but it was probably, like, 60 seconds. <laughs> um, but while I was there, one of his neighbors was playing um, the song from Pinocchio that's, like, <laughs> When You Wish Upon a Star oh my God. on French horn. And so as I'm sitting there, it's just like, and they kept like messing up. Like they, they were just learning and they kept messing up and going, (laughs) (laughs) that's what was happening in the inside of your brain also felt like, but I was at a point where I couldn't tell if that was really happening or not. Oh my God. And then I debated stealing his neighbor had a pair of sneakers sitting no! outside the door and I debated oh just God. like stealing their sneakers and just bringing them back some oh other time. Um, but I didn't. And then um, I finally thought of like one more person who lives close by uh, my friend Jen, mm-hmm. but, and she lives in like a building, like a, an actual apartment building. And I don't know her buzz um but like i so i leave brett's to just like try just like see if yeah. i can somehow get in um so i leave brett's i'm running along college street it's like rush hour time now and so the streetcar keeps stopping as i'm running along and catching up to me and stopping and then like 50 people get off and then i was like running like <laughs> trying to get past them oh and like God. i'm just trying to like make it look like Maybe I live close by and I'm just like running next door or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. like uh, (laughs) to get some smokes. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) to get like something for my jewel or whatever. Um, So I I run to Jen's. I ran through some alleys to get there, Um, and then when I get to her door, I realize that she has a directory, so I don't need to know her buzz. And thank God, I like she answered just like happened to be looking at her phone um and answered the door and i got in and she like met me upstairs in the hallway and she immediately was like what's wrong you got locked out (laughs) (laughs) she took one look at your now like salt stained (laughs) pink slides and said i know this look yeah and so then i got in and then we because like i didn't have a phone and she didn't know my roommate so we yeah. then it was like not over yet like then we had to like dm people and be like hey can you send us claudia's phone number oh and then like eventually we got claudia and then she ubered my keys to me from her work and um 
This is kind I of. I still like haven't a- made a copy of my key. Oh mm. my god! But like, even if you do, where are you going to keep it? The problem is the door yeah. locks. Yeah, but you can just. People have like little lock boxes and and tape it to the side of your leg every yeah. morning, fresh, right on the skin. Surgically, yeah. Implant it. This is a dark look into what's going to happen if the pandemic turns into like phones are down, internet's yeah. down. Imagine if buzzer systems were down. Yeah. Like. We are not prepared. No. Yeah, but computers can't catch Corona. We're, <laughs> we're one power outage away from all being running outside in pink slides. Um, Kevin sent me a picture of his foot next to the pink slides, and I thought he was joking because it looks like like they're half the size of his foot. <laughs> Ladies small. Like they no. truly do not fit. Uh, like it kind of would fit like three of your toes. So I don't know how you ran around. My legs were or like my calves and my the bottoms of my feet were really sore. But I was grateful to have those slides. Yeah. If nothing else. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so that's why I wasn't doing a podcast. <laughs> I had a lot of stuff going on. And sometimes it be like that. <laughs> Um, what were you guys up to in that time? <laughs> I also moved recently, mm-hmm. which is great. <laughs> I love moving. It's so fun. Yeah. <laughs> I hadn't moved in five years mm-hmm. and I forgot how bad it was. And I remember five years ago, I was like, wow, moving sucks. Next time I move, I'm going to hire movers because it's yeah, so everyone worth always it. always thinks that. And the then moment. I got to this this round and I was like, eh, I could do it myself. (laughs) (laughs) It was not good, but it's all done. And, um, we don't live on the same street anymore. We don't live on the same street. So, uh, this is probably my last appearance on the podcast. (laughs) My last time seeing Kevin, but Marie and I are now neighbors. So we'll start our own little podcast. We go to the same grocery store now. Um, I didn't move. Uh, like, I mean, I didn't move houses. I also didn't really do a whole lot of movement. Um, I was a little bit sick. It wasn't the Roni. Um, <laughs> uh, but then I got over it. And um, yesterday I went for a run for the first time in nine months because the you streets... You had a baby. <laughs> just delivered. Um, and because the streets were empty, relatively empty compared to how they normally are on like a nice day. And so I went running um, and now my body hurts. But when I was running, I saw a man delivering a huge amount of Swiss chalet to a really hungover woman in a house coat. And I was like, it's crazy to see it from the other side <laughs> <laughs> for the first and probably last time. <laughs> um, the View had made a big couple of announcements in relation to Corona. Mm-hmm. One of which being that they no longer have an audience. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of shows are doing mm-hmm. or did before they went dark. Mm-hmm. And also Joy Behar made the announcement that she is going to stay home during this uncertain time yeah they said we're gonna keep doing shows and she said i'm good love enjoy yeah <laughs> which is i think of the right call for her and i'm glad yeah. to see her taking it seriously i don't think we were talking about this before um the podcast that 
a lot of people of Joy's generation don't seem to be taking it seriously enough. And so I do think that it's the right move. And I'm surprised that Whoopi isn't staying home. Yeah, and I find it a little surprising that Joy would make this move and the show would continue on. Yeah. Um, Not necessarily because they couldn't do the show without Joy, but because of the heightened concerns around gatherings of people uh, that they would say, well, yeah, we get why Joy would go home, but for the rest of (laughs) y'all, see you Monday. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Like, I also working on a show that is just carrying on for now, and I don't know if, like, maybe, like, everyone there is just, like, cool with it, or maybe they feel, like, because they're semi-a-news show that Mm -hmm. they want to like keep the conversation going until it until they can't anymore yeah and like i mean for me i like obviously want the show to keep going yeah i mean the weird thing the sort of like conflicting feeling i'm having is that now i have more time than ever to watch tv (laughs) and i don't want reruns of the view i want new stuff Mm -hmm. so i can watch the whole thing um while i'm working wouldn't it be cute (laughs) wouldn't it be cute if they did uh, like a Google Hangout. Yes, I was thinking that. Oh, I'd that. love that. I would yes. love that. I'd love that. That's, that seems doable. Yeah. yeah. It would just be like... And adorable. Uh, it would be a we funny see thing. them in their homes. It might, yeah. it might like totally tank, but like try it one time. What do you got yeah. to lose? Even if it was a, just a special throwaway one episode, mm-hmm. just yeah. like, haha, like that would be real cute. It would cute. be funny, yeah. yeah. They probably wouldn't put that on television though. But do you just do it online. <laughs> I mean, we'll see what happens. They tweeted that the plan was that they... And, like, in their tweet, it made it sound like they were doing it kind of from, like, the news, keeping everyone updated point of view um, with Whoopi, Sunny, Megan, and Sarah. God bless. But, like, I I feel like things could change for the rest of the week. I'm thrilled. Even just one more episode, just to see, like... Because it's been a crazy weekend for everybody, so it's just interesting to hear Mm -hmm. other people talk about it. And Sarah. And Sarah. <laughs> oh, oh, the other thing that they talked about, Corona. Uh, Whoopi, and the, and she was like way ahead of the curve on this because it was on the March 4th episode that Whoopi was like talking about people buying up all of the uh, Lysol and like hand sanitizer and then reselling it at a price. And she looked dead into the camera and was like, you're disgusting if you do that. <laughs> I was like, yes, thank you. Can I take this moment to bitch about something? Sure. Sure. If you are selling hand sanitizer for $200, shame Who on you. Who is doing that? Shame on you. How much? How much? $200. Who's doing that? That's on various sites where you go to buy stuff. Shame on y'all. Yeah. What the hell, man? This is happening to everybody. Yeah. Well, people are being really disgusting and selfish. People are always really disgusting and selfish, mm-hmm. but like people are especially being that way. Definitely in Ontario right now, because if you go to a grocery store, the shelves are bare and there's no toilet paper anywhere. Yeah. Because... I think it's a North American issue. No, I've Wide seen issue. it. I've seen it in Europe on oh, my really? on my IG feed. So yeah. everywhere. everywhere. People are horrible everywhere. Yeah. Confirmed. Yeah. yeah. It's just gross. Everyone be wiping the ass. And for me that is like stupid and <laughs> and dumb. Wiping your ass is stupid and dumb. But <laughs> <laughs> but what is truly evil to me is the people who are 
trying to resell things. And Am- because Amazon, I think that, so when Whoopi talked about it, she mentioned how, she didn't say Amazon by name, but she was kind of alluding to it, that they were allowing resellers to sell things at a higher price. But then Amazon cut people off from being able to do that. So that's why that guy ended up with like seven pallets of fucking Lysol wipes. Yeah, but there's that couple in BC that made $70,000 reselling hand sanitizer. Yeah, and they should go to jail. Evil. Shall I do some view updates for old times? Please, 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 please. (laughs) We gave Sean, I'm not kidding, half a sip. Of a wine cooler. It was not, I'm not joking. I'm not. <laughs> he has like half a cup of Pinot Grigio. Half a sip of a cup of non-alcoholic <laughs> Pinot Grigio. He's, and he's behaving like a teenager. <laughs> okay. <laughs> What was that voice? Speaking in tongues. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Stop bullying me. Okay. Well, speaking of bullying. So, I don't know if you guys have been following closely with Jamila Jamil's oh, God, journey. Yes. I'm sure Marie has. Oh, my God. You know how much I love speculating whether people famous or in real life have munchausen or not yeah little thing about me (laughs) i love (laughs) speculating in the privacy of my own home whether people have munchausen or munchausen by proxy well so a couple weeks ago when corona first kind of started popping off in the states um wait i'll do like a tiny backstory about if people don't know yeah people just know jimmy so because like you were right in assuming that i would know about this because um there, someone uh, online started speculating that Jamila Jamil had Munchausen because she has talked a lot about a variety of different illnesses and ailments that have affected her over the years. And in her telling of these on talk shows, interviews, etc., sometimes her stories don't always, uh, they're not always the same or they don't line up with other facts or other timelines. So people online began speculating that she had Munchausen. She got really upset about that. That's kind of the backstory. To be clear, Um, it didn't add up. (laughs) (laughs) To be clear, points were made. Yeah. So recently she took issue with my favorite comedian, Michelle Collins. Uh Michelle took to Twitter to take bets on who would be the first celebrity to get coronavirus and then said, Jamila doesn't count. (laughs) apparently jamila saw that and collapsed back saying may you never suffer from chronic illness may you never wake up in pain and swollen every fucking day of your life may you never struggle with an invisible disability may you never be laughed at over it by people who have never met you and then she said to the bad place you go Mm -hmm. Because if you don't know, she is an actor in The Good Place. Yes. And then Michelle Collins responded, I have finally made it. Learn. (laughs) (laughs) And then said, learn to lull about yourself, girl. It's freeing. 
And Jamila replied, congratulations on making fun of my chronic pain and illness. Big day for you. Michelle responded again, I never even brought them up, but well done turning it back around. You're truly a pro. Yeah. The end. (laughs) Without saying anything defamatory, you can guess who I am siding with in this online Twitter feud. It's really funny because Jamila was on The View not too long ago, and I didn't really know anything about her. And then she came on The View and was um, really charming because she kind of was pretend she was being like Whoopi's biggest fan and asked if she mm-hmm. could sit beside Whoopi, et cetera, et cetera. And I don't think any of the view co-hosts knew who she was either. Mm-hmm. So they were like, Oh my God, like what a fun girl. And Whoopi really took to her. Uh-huh. Um, and then like immediately after that view, view appearance was when um, that the, the news came out that she was going to be, a host or judge oh, yeah. on that show about voguing yeah. and all the about backlash ballroom. about yeah. that and then that spiraled into her having munchausen and now yeah. she's like public enemy of the internet <laughs> and it's just everything comes back to the view and like to what michelle said you have to learn to laugh at yourself i would say every single one of the things that she's been dragged for online in the last two months would have been avoided if she literally had just laughed about herself or not even yeah. addressed anything yeah. sometimes yeah. saying nothing is yeah. the easiest way out of problems and it costs nothing and that's nothing. what rupaul taught us all <laughs> <laughs> so like just don't address it or just laugh about it and you'll be fine did you see her other corona tweet i mean i know you guys probably did but it, her other tweet it has nothing to do with the view, but she said, I can't help but wonder if this virus is the clap back from mother nature we yes. were waiting for. She wants us to stop moving and consuming and burning, or she's going to fuck us all up. Wishing endurance, strength and patience to all those affected by Corona. It's really scary heart. She's getting dragged for that too. And it's again, it's like you could have just ate and sat your food. <laughs> <laughs> And that's on period. (laughs) 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 Okay. Well, another thing that I saw that I wanted to mention is this article I saw on page six that says Rosie O'Donnell is helping Michael Cohen with a tell all book on Trump. And it's a claiming that even though he's in prison, Rosie has struck an unlikely friendship with him and that they are friends now and supposedly writing a book about Trump together, even though both of their reps did not comment on the situation. It says that um, it's going to be a highly critical book. Can you believe it? Where is it from? Page six says that? Yeah. And they said they have a source saying that they've bonded over Trump and she's helping him write a book. This is, mm, you know, I love Rosie more than anything in the whole world, but I think this is a bad move for her. And I know I've said before that Trump derangement syndrome isn't real, (laughs) but in this case it is. I don't think it's true. You I don't think, think that the like the story is true. No, I don't think it's true. I think maybe she sent a tweet or a DM or something that was like, 
I hope you write that book. You have so much to say. The American public deserves to know. Written as haiku. And then she someone maybe said, I'll help uh, with the yeah, cost. Or yeah, something. yeah, yeah. Like, and then someone like saw that and thinks that she's like co-authoring a book. I don't think that she's co-authoring it. I think yeah. maybe she's like uh, supporting it or encouraging it or providing a, a a hookup with a publisher or something. Maybe you're right. It kind of reminds me of the... Um, Ladies Who Punch book. Remember in the early days of that, the very first sort of like whispers about mm-hmm. that book were that all the View co-hosts were writing a book together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When actually they were just giving interviews. Yeah. Maybe she's giving her side of her yeah. feud to him and he's writing a book and like including like a yeah. couple of quotes from Rosie O'Donnell. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Only I could read. In our little hiatus, we did. We were blessed with two new Daily Mail articles. <laughs> um, one of them short and sweet. This Corona era is crazy. It says Meghan McCain snaps hand sanitizer taped to mirror with threatening message backstage at the View amid coronavirus anxiety. Meghan McCain showed off a double dispenser of hand sanitizer kept on the set of The View on her Instagram account on Friday amid ongoing worldwide focus on sanitary workplaces amid the spread of corona. The TV personality, 35, shared a shot of a plastic bottle to which which someone affixed a note that read, Is it worth losing your job if you steal this? The Phoenix, Arizona native wrote, Seen backstage, tagging the show's handle and adding the hashtags, Hashtag coronavirus and hashtag contagion. <laughs> Clearly, their source has been <laughs> uh, on like a vacation or something. If they're only reporting on what was available to the public on her Instagram, I'm confusion love on the story. <laughs> so, do we? Wait, does this mean that somebody who works at The View, somebody had been stealing hand sanitizer and then somebody taped it to the wall and was like, stop stealing this? Literally, someone, yeah, someone took, Megan posted a picture Uh of a bottle of hand sanitizer and the Daily Mail was like, that's a scoop. Yeah, like I think that their source (laughs) has been too quiet so now they're making up a story based on what they saw on her Instagram. They story. said Meghan McCain snap. I think Daily Mail snap. Yeah. <laughs> that was a Nana Navarro delivery. Did I nail it? Yeah, that was good. Yeah. That was good. Well, the sources at The View didn't stay quiet for too long. Oh, great. <laughs> Here we go. Here comes the big one. And okay. it feels very convoluted and complicated, but I'll do my best. Okay. But do we remember Tara Setmeyer? Yes. She guest co-hosted on The View a couple of times, like no more than twice. Yeah, she okay. won't follow um, us back on Twitter. And what, How long ago was this? A long time ago. Okay. She was in our first roundup of the top 10 views, like of 2018 or whatever. Okay. And she got in a fight with Megan because she said Trump supporters are in a cult. Okay. And Megan said, don't say that they're in a cult. And they had a bit of a fight, but it, and it, but it was like fun. Um, to watch. Who's left for his supporters to believe 
Him. No. Besides well, him, yeah, it's crazy. a cult that way. But That's when I said that before. Please stop words. saying that. Please no, stop I'm not going to stop saying that because, because when people, people want let me explain. It's why I say that. You said that the last time you were here. It's so to people like me. It's not. Not everyone, but there's a large group of people who blindly follow what this man says that don't think for themselves. Where he actually can get away with saying things on on tape and turn around and say this is fake news now. That is a cult. Listen. That's a cult. Listen. I didn't know. Are you a Trump supporter? No, I never I, heard I that. I defend his supporters because oh. I understand it. I so enjoy the Republican Trump. So, Tara hasn't been back on the View since then. But like, who cares? It's not like we were, you know, itching to have Tara back on the View. Yeah. Like, who cares? Mm -hmm. Like, I that, like her. Like interest. Like that was fine. But like. Yeah. Okay, but how many times have you been like? I mean, I'd um, rather have Tara than Barry Weiss, but <laughs> yeah, oh, oh yeah. for sure, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but so I guess Tara was on a, a some sort of panel, um, an anti-Trump conference in Washington D.C., and it was a it was like about Trump and the media's effect on the public. It, this, according to the Washington Examiner, and while on this panel, she started talking about um megan mccain's husband <gasps> i know um so tara on this panel accused fox news right-wing talk personalities and others of misinforming president trump's supporters who she again referred to as a cult and lambasted other conservatives for defending them she said, you have millions of these cult followers because it's a cult. They, ha they have become a cult of personality. I said this for three years now. I got into an argument with Meghan McCain on The View over this and stood my ground. She told me to stop saying that. It's redundant. I said, no, too bad. It's the truth. She didn't like that. And neither did her husband, Setmeyer said. She then looked into a camera recording the panel addressing Meghan's husband and said, Hi, Ben Dominic. If you're watching this, yeah, we're here. Isn't it crazy that her last name sounds like you just said Seth Myers? <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was like Tara Setemeyer. Like when you said Setemeyer, I, I was know. like, wait, Seth Myers it's said spelled, that? <laughs> it's spelled Set Mayer. So, set. so Is the there two a biggest e after the T? No. Oh, okay. The two then biggest, I've been saying it wrong. The two biggest enemies of Meghan McCain and her husband are... Tara Seth Myers. <laughs> so after uh, this article came out, I think she, uh, I think the headline kind of misrepresented what she said. It said yeah. that she attacked Meghan McCain. No. No. Yeah. She attacked House of McCain. So yeah. then I think she made them change the headline and she said, the reason why I said hello to Ben Dominic is because we were personally attacked for having this conference because we're standing on principle and we're speaking truth about what's going on. I used that as an example because that's what we're up against. They want us to be bullied into silence, she said, adding anti-Trump conservatives should use social media to share their opinions. Is principled conservatism dead no it's not as long as we're not bullied into silence after megan saw this washington examiner uh article and tara talking shit about her husband and the headline saying that it was talking shit about her yeah. megan tweeted at tara saying i've never done jack shit to you oh my god stop using my name for media attention 
and then tweeted along the link to the article with the original headline. That's when the view like social media person finally snaps and tweets at us. <laughs> I've never done <laughs> jack shit. shit to you. Stop <laughs> using my name. <laughs> Um, and so then Tara tried to clarify on Twitter saying, to be clear, my comments about being bullied into silence had nothing to do with Megan. I was referring to Ben's direct attack on speakers like me and blah, 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 blah. So after that drama, the Daily Mail was like, how can we um, yes and this? Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so... All of a sudden, we get exclusive. Megan McCain reignites her feud with the View fill-in, Tara Setmeyer, who she had blocked from returning to the show weeks after her husband went after ABC contributor on Twitter. So insiders, insiders have exclusively told Daily Mail that a series of previous squabbles between the two women had Megan push ABC executives to block Setmeyer from returning to the talk show. It's acting like they have fought like over and over and over again yeah. on The View. A source at the network said, we haven't had Tara back on the show in seven months. And of course, you can guess why. Megan hates her. For whatever reason, ABC does whatever Megan wants. But even more outrageous, according to this insider, are the Twitter spats both McCain and her husband Ben have gotten into with Setmeyer, uh, with her husband launching a profanity-laced rant last month aimed at Setmeyer and speakers of a conference where she spoke. The source suggested that Dominic's willingness to attack Setmeyer, who is employed by ABC News, just like his wife, is likely him doing Megan's bidding for her. They say, I'll put it to you this way. If Joy Behar was starting Twitter fights with ABC News contributor Chris Christie online, all hell would break loose behind the scenes and she'd be in big trouble. I think what they meant to say is if Joy's husband Steve was doing (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's confusing. Megan and her husband lashed out at Tara, an ABC News contributor, and ABC News president James Goldston is sending his assistant out to buy Megan a new cactus. It's a real shit show. A spokesperson for The View said, this is total nonsense. As we have said many times before, the producers book the show, not the co-host. I don't even remember that conversation with you on The View. It was so forgettable. Also, you worked for one of the most corrupt, disgusting, Putin propaganda mouthpieces, Dana Rohrabacher. In all of Congress for seven years, so please save the virtue signaling, McCain tweeted. Megan's husband, who is the controversial publisher of the online conservative magazine The Federalist, also went after Setmeyer just a little more than a week before he posted a series of profanity-laced messages attacking all of the speakers at the Principled Conservatism Conference. Tara Setmeyer has zero actual political beliefs and will work for anyone who pays, uh, Dominic wrote. Setmeyer replied, whoa, excuse me, Ben Dominic. While you were being accused of plagiarism, I'd been on the front lines of the conservative movement since 1993. So don't even go there with me. You're casting aspersions (laughs) upon my conservative bona fides based on what? Because I'm not a Trump cultist? Nice try. Uh, Okay, and then the article goes on to post a series of tweets of people saying that they like Tara Setmeyer and want her on The View, claiming that fans have been asking for this, Mm -hmm. as though Tara is like a regular fill-in when she's not. Um, So they posted one tweet that says, Tara Setmeyer has my vote for permanent co-host. I didn't like the show when Paula was on. (laughs) Join the club. 
and then it and then it's like you don't need to bring paula into this she's got enough going on but it's just like the, uh, the daily mail is trying to use like random tweets mm-hmm. to like support what this source apparently is saying because yeah. it says the source said co-host sunny hostin behar and Whoopi goldberg agree with fans adding everyone at the show really likes her she's the consummate professional smart and Whoopi has fawned over her on air when who said that <laughs> Who is this source? Because it's not hair and makeup because no, they don't say lies. This doesn't sound like hair and makeup at all to me. Yeah. This is, no, this is all just somebody at the Daily Mail like finding tweets and looking at clips. Whoopi probably said something like, we love having you here. Come yeah. back again. Something like that. Or they're talking about like Abby and they're getting confused. Maybe. And like, because the Daily Mail often will like mash up articles. Yeah. Because it does go on to talk about Abby saying... The source added, for whatever reason, this network does whatever Megan wants. That's why Abby got the hell out of there and made sure everyone knew why when she bolted. That quote was in another article that we've already talked about. Mm -hmm. So that is from the regular source talking about a different thing. And they've just repurposed it into this article but they added slightly to this it says the insider also reveals that mccain was back to her old ways of causing backstage drama even after huntsman quit the show over its toxic workplace now the view co-hosts are emboldened by huntsman's departing word to them telling her former colleagues that it's mccain herself who has been using her husband to plant stories about the show so they're saying abby is telling everyone that it's ben Anyways, the source said, Abby told the ladies that Megan loves playing the victim because she not only feels that it garners her sympathy as a hardcore conservative, but it deflects from people figuring out that she's been the one manipulating everyone by leaking stories on the show all along. And if you notice from watching since Abby's departure, Joy, Sunny, and Whoopi are cutting Megan no breaks. They all know what time it is now. This is like literally the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills storyline with Lisa Vanderpump. I like have chills because the idea that Abby has emboldened the other (laughs) (laughs) co-hosts. And broke this like huge case wide open. Yeah. This is literally Real Housewives of Beverly Hills when they all clued into the fact that Lisa Vanderpump had been planting the stories all along. (laughs) Yeah, but it's like her husband, Ken. Yeah, (laughs) yes. I don't know what to think. I just know that the Daily Mail is um, fact. (laughs) (laughs) As Elizabeth said, I like facts. Yes. The view used, and you could tell me if they do this all the time, but in one of the like fun topic the the fun hot topics about like relationships or like sex or whatever they used it from it was like a daily mail piece that they used to prompt the topic and didn't megan even say she said something like about the daily mail didn't she i could be wrong maybe but i thought that that was very interesting and very cool (laughs) (laughs) well those are all my view updates and what a roller coaster ride (laughs) that last one was (laughs) I mean, I'd love to just now that uh, ever since Megan's last Watch What Happens Live appearance, I I feel like I could just ask. I could just be like, yeah. "Hey, were you planting stories? Are you planting stories?" That Daily Mail article was like the the parasite of Daily Mail. 
Bible articles where you thought you knew what was happening <laughs> I and love, then someone comes running oh, out of the yeah. basement. <laughs> I'm just so obsessed with the idea that Abby is like the the smoking gun. Yeah. That's, I'm not using that correctly. The whistleblower. The whistleblower is Abby, just like her dad. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> it all Runs comes in the back. family. Abby. So let's talk about some other stuff that happened on The View. Sarah Haynes came to visit. Mm-hmm. Stunning, beautiful, brilliant. She did look Highlighter like a supermodel. Was, oh my god, yeah. Yeah. It's crazy, like, every time she comes back, she just looks so hot and she's in she's so so like fun and positive. But on this particular day, it was, I thought it was really weird because like, Joy and Whoopi were both like really phoning it in and it was just like Sarah and Megan yeah making small talk like two people at a party that bumped into each other and don't know anyone else there and just like chit-chatting and making small talk and and then flirting (laughs) Megan was like flirting with and then like glancing over to like Joy and Whoopi being like okay now you jump in and then Joy and Whoopi just sitting silently (laughs) not participating at all and it was like we can't just have sarah and megan talking for the whole show like just to have you back thank you you're such a you know bright sunshine on the your show and on the show it's so nice to have you this place is a magical place i've always said that and when you walk in the door it's like the hugging train of like it's a special staff here what do you mean the hugging train they have the coronavirus i know they're not supposed to be doing that it's safe. She's back. It's safe. <laughs> it's very back. Yeah. I'm sure some men don't mind. I know. Like I get that. the booty pad. It's much more fun than the elbow. Okay. It was kind of like a bummer episode. <laughs> I kind of liked it. I liked it. Uh, I didn't... Well, I wasn't crazy about when they did the political hot topics because I actually didn't really care for what Sarah had to say. She came about out Elizabeth as a Buddha judge supporter. Yeah. And like I know she's like gay rights. Which but... Marie said she's an ally to a fault. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um and then I like I just didn't care for what she had to say about Elizabeth Warren really. Like but whatever. It's nice to have her at the table. But when she did that little segment promoting Strahan, Kiki <laughs> and Sarah, yeah. that it felt sad to me it because just because she like she introed the whole thing saying like if you hate thinking <laughs> and also hate your life tune in at I 1 p.m on abc and like <laughs> used the wrong word and yeah. literally was like if you don't like um thinking hard <laughs> I was like oh I think she meant like if you want like an escape yes, yes. That's, that's what totally she what she meant and now I get to work at a show with two amazing human beings that if you are looking to check out in your life and not think too hard, but laugh a little, learn a little, and just play, this is the show for you. But I was glad that she was there because if she hadn't have been there, they none of them had anything <laughs> good to say. One other thing that came up during Sarah's segment uh-huh. promoting Strahan and Kiki, and Kiki is that they were showing like a a reel of Sarah dancing with Kiki and Megan was like out of nowhere. One thing in my contract is that I will not dance. And then she proceeded to dance. dance. (laughs) Well, it's because I feel like, I feel like Megan was so charmed by Sarah in on that day. And 
when that so then when megan said that sarah was like oh come on and did a little dance and then megan was like oh i can't that's what i'm saying it's like sarah and megan were doing all the work and that's yeah. why megan had to be like talking about dancing and yes. stuff is because she was like well if i don't speak no one else is gonna speak <laughs> it's true nobody was talking yeah it's one of, I think it's actually in my contract that I will not dance. I'm so bad. You are like, I, I'm even if stare, you, like, even if you like loosen up at a no, party? Drunk, it doesn't matter. I'm the worst. People will run away screaming. So no matter how bad you dance, I dance worse. I promise. Who's it's nice to be next that? to <laughs> No, I, it's terrible. Terrible. I love an awkward nope. dancer. Yep. They make me look so like, good. <laughs> Cheryl, trust me. Okay. Trust me. No moves. Yeah. It, it's always a joy to... Not joy, but it's always a joy to see <laughs> Sarah. And I think that working alongside Kiki has, like, given her, like, a second... Like, a new lease on life. Like, yeah. she looks younger she it has, is full of energy so then when she comes onto the view it's almost like as if her energy level is too much for Whoopi and Joy to handle and that's why Megan it's like she um her voice is at a frequency that older people can't hear <laughs> and only Megan is able to engage with her yeah I think that working with Kiki has like made Sarah the best version of herself on television mm-hmm. but you know what Move over, Sarah Haynes, because there's a new breakout star on The View. <laughs> Dr. Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> I don't know her official title, but she's like ABC's medical correspondent. Yeah. And so she goes around to all the ABC shows and talks about the medical perspective of things. And right now she's having... The busiest time of her life yeah. because she's going explaining coronavirus to everyone. But like, what were your impressions of Dr. Jennifer Aniston? Jennifer, I thought was really good and she fits in the table really well. I could actually see her as a future co-host. Yeah. And I don't know if they're auditioning her. Uh, maybe they're trying her out. But it seems like a sort of happy coincidence that she really worked out and she seems to have really good chemistry with everyone and she sticks around for the non-medical hot topics and weighs in like she talked about lady gaga's ex new boyfriend um that sort of stuff and it was i don't know i i really like fell for her i thought she was really um funny and but when she was explaining like what we need to know about coronavirus it was very like um saying a lot without saying anything (laughs) (laughs) like us when we have to talk about political topics yeah it was just her being like i don't like it was just her just saying words there was that time that she came and she was like i've got a great big book here on coronavirus and i'll show you there's a whole lot of words in this book yeah and there's a lot of information going around yeah look at this book and Whoopi was like could I have that book and she was like I'm watching my book Whoopi but it didn't say anything yeah and so it was all about so what should we think well there's a lot of stuff to think and you better be thinking about it I'll say that much if you're not thinking about it then you're not doing everything you can and that's what you need to know about corona right now and sneeze into your elbow yeah we'll be right back this is always a history of when, not mm-hmm. if. Mm-hmm. Why are we never in the world prepared? 
Listen, Whoopi, that's in this in this report. Um, Jen, can you is, put out the cliff notes on that? I mean, yeah. listen, I, if this disappears, I know who to come for to look that's for right. it. It's good reading, you guys. So <laughs> that's my take on her. Yeah, but I do really like her. I think I she's like got her. a good vibe. The other former co-host who returned was Elizabeth, Elizabeth Hasselback. That's the breath of the Holy Spirit. It was big news that, I mean, it was big low-key news. There was no sort of like release, but we saw somebody tweet out that Elizabeth was on the schedule of guests. Mm -hmm. And so that was kind of an unexpected surprise because I wasn't aware that she was releasing another Bible companion <laughs> or anything like that or starting a, a Journeys of Faith style podcast. Mm -hmm. So didn't know what she was up to. Also just like sort of a bad taste from um, her last appearance on The View with the Rosie discussion and 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 sort of just her talking about how, she, how much she hates The View. So surprised to see her back groveling, crawling on all fours to like promote God knows what, the new season of Survivor. And <laughs> are you what okay? did she do to you? <laughs> <laughs> and it was a mess. Her last appearance to me was like spicy enough that I thought, okay, if she's coming back, she has something to say. And I was wrong. <laughs> but her well, last but but her last appearance was her first appearance in like so many like seven million years and that was all about looking back at the past and promoting her book that was t t sort of a memoir not yeah. really but so like that appearance was all about that and that that's why it was so rosy and nice but this don't <laughs> don't but this appearance was just her guest co-hosting because and like mm. same as Sarah, where like she wasn't really promoting anything, but was except for this weird um, peace project, which we can get mm -hmm. to. But like that's because they actually asked her opinion. It was it left a bad taste this time because they asked her opinions about hot topics. Yeah, yeah you're the, probably right. The disappointment. One of the disappointments last time was that she didn't really give any view on the current political situation in America. So it was hard to see where she fell in terms of like her feelings on Trump and things. And so it was exciting to be able to anticipate that she would talk about that this time. It got a little overshadowed because of coronavirus and like that being such a focus of the episode and the hot topics. But she managed to completely blunder her way through that and reveal <laughs> that um, she is like a Trump fanatic. Well, share with people what happened. Sure. Well, they talked about coronavirus and they talked about how, I mean, everybody on the panel was talking about how the administration is fumbling their response to yeah. coronavirus. And saying, spreading lies. Spreading about the lies. Spreading misinformation. In, in denial, not putting providing off, people yeah. with the right support, the right tests, no the right te no tests, leaves, everything, no yeah. information, etc. And Elizabeth is like, well, I'm just thankful that we've got such powerful leadership. Yeah. This so time. her take, on, her take on it all is that because she is such a positive person and, you know, believes in God's love and breathing in uh -huh. God's hot breath, mm -hmm. she wanted to spread God's hot breath 
everywhere. To everybody. Yeah, I do. And I think that there's, there can be a fine line between what is precaution, right? What is taking precaution and what is panic? And so I think, um, I think a lot of it has to be decided. Yes, we're going to take precautions. We're going to um, Purell. Mm. Pray that God's got us in our tomorrows, right? We pray that um, this coronavirus is I extinguished, that it, that it stops in its tracks. And I love the fact that we can identify that this is precautionary, right? We have affected cases, those are serious. We've had deaths, those are serious. Um, not to be taken lightly at all. But I also think we're not, we shouldn't be in a state of panic because what we're doing and taking cues from our president is taking early, strong, bold actions to keep this at bay as much as we possibly can right now. We're still on the front end of this. We're on the very front end of this now and so I, I feel comfortable and confident that because of strong leadership and because of the advice where's his strong leadership yeah i have to disagree he does, with his, you his, on he that has one. told us nothing of any importance what do you mean by that trump he says that it's nothing he's actually proposing no a middle class deal. tax halt right now he's doing no, we're not a lot talking of things about to help financial. people might have to stay home for work talking about insurance well, packages i think there's some great things happening is yeah. which immediately got shut down by sunny and all the other co-hosts and I think it was like eye-opening for people mm -hmm. to see uh, how reasonable Megan has been yes, about that's the thing. everything. Like, I think people forget, it's really easy to forget how bad it can be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then you have someone like Megan who's, who was actually uh, giving a more, like a, an opinion more based on facts and common sense and she's taking it seriously that's the yeah. thing and they're all talking about taking this seriously and elizabeth is like well i just think purell prayer and like heavy petting will get yeah. us through this yeah. do you think our leadership right now is pointing us to say hey this is not a panic situation this is a precautionary situation we're going to use purell, purell wash but, our hands but and we're going to be not, okay well, how guys? could it not be a panic we're situation okay. when you have people dying from this what i will say the well first of all Probably the craziest thing that she said about coronavirus was like saying that like uh, isolation and like qu quarantine, I guess, mm -hmm. breeds. It's it's not uh, it's negative. Yeah, because she, she was like panic and, she, and fear, exactly. And isolation. And so she was like, if you know someone who's like quarantined or like lonely give them a hug right now yeah. but it was like her trying to just kind of give a blanket statement about staying positive and not panicking and but actually not thinking in a logical <laughs> way yeah I think that fear and isolation are tools of the enemy. And I think right now in this time of physical isolation or if you have to desocialize, <laughs> find, find a way to love somebody and hug them in a way that you can because we need our hearts and our heads to be cared for as well. And I do think we're in a state where we can, we can love each other well during this also. But I would like to throw her a bone and just say that Elizabeth coming into this, not having spent a ton of time thinking about these topics yeah. and just being like, well, if I just speak from the heart and listen to what God would tell me to say in this moment, then like all will be fine. I know. I had, I mean, like you said, like we forget it, like we, it's easy to forget that she was always like this, but like I had truly forgotten because I had, especially since her last time on The View, I had been seeing her like, in. I had been trying to, think of her in a way where I was like, let me put myself in her shoes and try to understand why she says certain things. But with this appearance on The View, I just couldn't. Like yeah. I couldn't, I 
couldn't understand why she thought it was like okay to tell people that it's like not a big deal. It was surprising and disappointing to see her be like, well, we just got fantastic leadership when like the whole topic was how bad the leadership is handling this. I think like this is, I feel like more than ever though, I was like, would love to see her on The View. Oh, God. I, I felt the opposite. Yeah. I was like, I could not. Like, I just couldn't do I it. I thought this was fun for a day, but let's never make this mistake again. <laughs> I just am like, Because okay. I think it was a mistake. But I was like, okay, this is what it would be like. Like, Yeah, I don't want to yeah. watch that every day. No. That would act, that would, and you know, like, I, I do have a special place in my heart for Elizabeth, despite hating her <laughs> or strongly disagreeing with her. But um, I just I just couldn't take that level of crazy on The View every day. With her there, they have to have arguments and conversations about things that are like so not like such a moot point and such mm-hmm. a non like so not worthy of Sunny's time. Yeah. <laughs> but I hate that they had to spend time having these conversations and instead you- of talking about something slightly more intellectual. Yeah. And you know what was almost worse for me was that don't, um, don't you think Abby would be probably making similar points to what Elizabeth was making though? Not no. such not such a blind faith. Like I think that Abby is uh has a lot more common sense and is way more reasonable. I don't think that Abby would ever say that the administration is providing great leadership. I could see her just saying, give someone in quarantine a hug. Yes, I could see that. Absolutely. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Abby would say that. But I don't think that she would just put, have, have such a, uh, uh, flase da, (laughs) you know, kind of point of view about it all. Well, my takeaway is that love her always. Um, but when spreading God's hot breath, be careful who you're spreading it to. So with all of this Corona talk Mm -hmm. with Elizabeth Mm -hmm. being on the view and everything that's going on in Italy right now, I started thinking, oh my God, what about our, our listener beloved listeners in, in Italy. Italy. Yeah. Cheers. Thanks a lot. Sean and I reached out uh-huh. and asked for an update on how he's doing. Hi, guys. How are you? Here in Italy, the situation is pretty bad, but surprisingly enough, people are reacting in a very responsible way, locking themselves in their apartment and spending their days just posting stuff on Facebook and going Instagram live like, 24-7, so that's okay. The only interesting and worth uh, mentioning thing is that basically the virus initially spread somewhere in northern Italy and um, for a couple of days there were basically zero cases in southern Italy. The government announced uh, that uh, infra- infrastructure would have been blocked from the following day on. And a lot, like a lot of people, um, people that were studying in northern Italy, decided to go back home, back in the southern part, that exact night. And that uh, caused the virus to spread in southern Italy and make people real pissed. So basically, that's where Italy is at right now. What about Elizabeth's appearance? I mean, well, I'm 21 years old, so I don't really know her. I was like 12 when she was on. 
and she never seemed too bright or fabulous or I don't know. I never got interested. What a time to have an Italian correspondent. Yeah. I'm glad that we have someone who's able to explain to people if they aren't aware of what else what has been going on globally. I'm glad they're okay as well. Yeah. yeah. And um Elizabeth, the not Elizabeth too comments, bright and fabulous. Not too bright or fabulous. That was a nicer way of saying what I said. Yeah. Earlier. It's my new Twitter bio. <laughs> <laughs> not too bright or fabulous. <laughs> Wait, Kevin, do you smell burning? No, no, that was my old apartment. <laughs> <laughs> right. You got rid of the space heater. I don't smell a thing anymore. <laughs> The only thing I smell are new beginnings. Oh my god. <laughs> that must just be me. I must have brought it in with me then. I think it's time for hot topics. Okay. The first hot topic is a why toddler topic. It's a hot <laughs> is why did the girl on Love is Blind use a baby voice with the men and have a different voice in the confessionals? And then from that, what is your opinion on baby voice? On women or men, Mm -hmm. but mostly women, Mm -hmm. using a different baby voice to flirt than their real voice. First question, who here watched love is blind i'm saving it for quarantine (laughs) i truly am i almost put it on the other day and i was like well i'm gonna have weeks on end that i can watch this Mm -hmm. and get into it i saw the first episode so i am i know who this woman is i did not watch it i don't think i can i I don't think i can do it i love the circle because i love the catfish element of it but Love is Blind is like very, very... If you love The Bachelor and that type of stuff, you'll like Love is Blind. And I don't. So for me, one episode was like, you know... It's hard It's okay. hard because I don't like those type of shows. Yeah. The only dating show that I did really enjoy is Are You the One mm. uh, by version. Yeah. And this is not that. <laughs> Sadly, no. So the girl on Love is Blind was using a baby voice and the topic was... Do you like that? <laughs> Are you living for it? Are you goo goo gagging oh my God. for it? No one knows I'm in Mexico. It's cra- <laughs> it's crazy and it's tripping me out. I love hearing yeah. the waves crash on the beach. That's my, my favorite thing in the whole world. Oh, sure. Love it. Love it, love it, love it, love I'm it. Go shirtless. Yeah, I'm gonna go You're shirtless. You're going shirtless? Yep, going shirtless. No, I don't. It is, it just is, it's so creepy. I don't know what to say. I think there's two different ways that you can approach baby voices. Uh And one is the way that she is doing it, which is sort of the classic like Paris Hilton, or if you want to go more classic, like Joy brought up. Um, Jackie O or, or Marilyn, Marilyn Monroe. Monroe and it's it that like it's like, that like I like a little girl voice like fragile it sounds like innocent. Britney Spears singing voice yeah yeah there's that and then there's like what I think of as a baby voice which is like the cutesy voice you <laughs> use with your partner in private 
which like doesn't everybody do and that? And it's like a whiny. It's like a whiny, whiny when you're asking like, for a favor. When I you're want like, a um, little cookie, yeah. please. <laughs> and I think that like nobody talks about it, but I think it's something we need to talk yeah. about. <laughs> like I, I think doesn't everybody do that? Well, like, I definitely have a quote-unquote baby voice, but it's not even, it doesn't sound like a baby. It sounds like, it's like a Brooklyn slash Boston (laughs) accent that I use with people who I'm very comfortable with. And it's not, there's nothing about it that's baby-like, but it's like, it sounds like um like Matt Damon in like <laughs> The Departed. You're like the baby from like Roger Rabbit. Yeah, yes. <laughs> Where I'll be like, I need some water. <laughs> That's my baby voice. Is me being like, please, can we order some Uber Eats? That's my Rosie baby Perez. voice. Yeah. My baby voice is very much when I'm like asking for a favor or I'm whining about something and I use this like weird Boston slash Jersey slash Brooklyn accent. That's but it my only comes out voice. like once you're very comfortable with somebody. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Which is I wouldn't the opposite pull it out. of what's going on. Yeah, on. like I would not use that voice obviously when I'm dating a person because they would just think, think I'm you're from a there. <laughs> or they'd be like, when did you come to Canada? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Kevin mentioned in private earlier that he uh <laughs> kevin texts in a baby voice i sometimes do you every know. time you text me it's in a baby i can't voice. explain it i just like, like like i really enjoy just being like as grammatically incorrect as possible and i like right. will deliberately spell words wrong and like and the whole, but it's the whole tone of the text. You're like, I'm just a dumb dumb. I don't know anything. I'm so stupid. So it's like somewhere between my idea of baby voice and like this girl on Love Is Blind. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. And yeah. Also, I also just in general like have been accused many many times of like having a, a soft spoken baby voice, like whiny voice, and yeah, I did. own that and. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it has gotten me here and (laughs) so, (laughs) yeah, we're all guilty of sending the I'm hungry text (laughs) 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 with the, with the baby eyes emoji. Yeah. Yeah. But like more on the, but like, okay, let's think about heterosexuals for a moment here. I don't, I can't, I I almost never do. I I try to avoid it. Let's do an, let's, uh, anthropology. Logical. Let's do a, a little look. See here, there is definitely a phenomenon of of girls like kind of doing the cutesy yeah. whiny voice and guys being into that. Yes. Yeah, for sure. There's also also straight guys do a voice too, and some gay guys do too, um, and maybe some gay girls do too. I don't know. But oh like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They do a voice that's like either more macho or like more, you know, there's like, it's almost like flattening your voice so that there's no intonation. Like that's the male version of this. And I think men are Mm -hmm. just as guilty of this as, as women are. Um, It's just that for whatever reason, because we live in a misogynistic culture, it's more annoying when girls do it. Uh Um, It also reminds me of like people who um, go maybe this is like a very specific anecdote, but like people who go on like an exchange or like a very long vacation and they come back 
being like, yeah, I just, I have a British accent. Like, it's so crazy. Like I just like adopted it. Yeah. Like it, yeah. And you're like, I, you're, I, you're lying. Like yeah. I know you're yeah. lying yeah. and I will do everything. Can I tell you one time I saw a friend I hadn't like seen Madonna. in a long time. <laughs> I saw a friend I hadn't seen in a long time and he was talking about his trip to England and he was like, he didn't have an accent when I was talking to him, but he was like, yeah, I actually picked up a bit of an accent. Like I was, I had an accent for like six weeks after or something like that. And I was like, oh, how long were you there? Thinking like six months a yeah. year. He was like, uh, yeah, 10 days. <laughs> exactly. Like I name names. Oh my God. Like the only person you, you, the only people you talk to when you're on a trip for 10 days are like service industry frontline and if you've been back for longer than 10 days if that's the mindset then it should reset right yeah but like they won't accept that i i went to school with a girl who went for a semester abroad to england and then came back and had a british accent and i think it was like in our second year of university and throughout the rest until the very end until we graduated years later she still had the British That's accent crazy. after she had been back in Canada for longer than she was in the st- in or in uh, England. The amount and that of was effort like that that takes the, in your day to day life. Yes, the the amount of of mental <laughs> <laughs> like loops that you have to go through to remember to do that, and also to not accept the fact that if you've been back longer. <laughs> Then it doesn't make sense. It don't add up. Yeah, it don't add up. Something in the milk ain't clean. But that's what this reminded me of. Uh, So in all of this catching up on The View, one last thing we should talk about Mm -hmm. is Brian's ghost. One of our very shy and retiring executive producers, (laughs) Brian, got seriously spooked this weekend when he saw a notification from his home security system that there was a movement on his front porch. Watch, watch, watch. Look at that. And then saw this from his video front yeah. door cam. What is it? I don't know about that. It's the coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> they worked hard to get this in wherever they could. Yeah. Uh, including during Regina Hall's interview. <laughs> so let's, let's break it down. Let's get to the bottom of this. Um, if anyone has not seen... There's a hot topic where they are talking about uh, the producer Brian's doorbell camera Mm -hmm. and uh, he got alerted that there was movement at his door. And if you look at the video, there's like a circular orb, large orb that kind of zips past the screen. Yeah. But what's special about it is that if you look at the pole, it goes behind the pole so you right. can't say that it's something on the camera lens like a bug right right, right. Got because it. you yeah. can see the light kind of go behind an object mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. the ladies of the view discussed this as a hot topic yeah which is a borrowed hot topic from loose women because it's like why did know. brian's camera have you dated a ghost <laughs> Like that's all. Would you ever date a topic? Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. I've got a lot of thoughts on ghosts. (laughs) (laughs) This is uh, maybe even another podcast. (laughs) I've 
had a ghostly experience. I think we all at this table have had ghost experiences. Oh, I thought it was bringing an exclusive. No. <laughs> is this when you're... Ha- no. This what? isn't a taboo topic. We've all had ghostly experiences. Let's hear it. Let's hear your ghost okay. experience. Uh, I've, I, when I was a kid, I always believed in ghosts. I always think, thought, thought that the supernatural thing was real. I don't now, but I still can't explain this one experience, mm-hmm. which was that a friend of mine, um, when we were kids, lived in a, moved into a kind of a spooky house with a weird history. And I went over there for a sleepover. And it was in the daytime that this happened. Um, the house is one of those places where, you know, it's like an old sort of Victorian style house and there's, uh, there's an added on garage in the back, but there's sort of like a doorway that leads nowhere. Like it used to have a stoop, like with steps outside, but the steps are now gone and the door just doesn't open. Oh yeah. Yeah. So it had one of those in in the kitchen. What about the weird history? Oh, the weird history is just that it it would always be inhabited by weirdos. Like it was just always the spooky house in the neighborhood. Like a lot of people had lived there. Yeah. And it was just always the weird house. Uh And I'm from a small town. So we had one weird house. Yeah. And so I was over there. Now I'm like staying at the weird house. But this was complete daylight. So at nighttime, I got scared as a kid all Uh the time. But in daylight, I wasn't so scared. So it was like me, my friend, my brother, and we're in the kitchen and there's this doorway to nowhere. And somebody knocks on the door like. No. And it's it's low enough that you could reach it, but it's it would be like you'd be reaching to to knock on the door. You would never just knock on that door. You would never just yeah. knock on the door. But there's like bratty kids living next door and whatever. And it was daylight. So none of us were scared. So we're like, oh, it's those like little kids from next door. So we knock back. And Ugh, why did oh you do God. that? And they knock back. <laughs> no. And then we knock like. And then they knock back. And then we knock back, and then the door starts when like I move, you move, banging, banging, no. banging, like being pushed in the middle, like, like it's you can see that the force is being pushed in at the middle of the door, which would be like way too high for any normal person to reach, uh-huh. and it's being like bashed from the outside. So we like freak out. My brother runs outside around the house, and me and my friend are just like standing in the uh-huh. kitchen watching this happen. It stops. My brother comes back in, and he's like. Nobody was out there. How old were you when this happened? I was like 12, 13. Is there any chance that your brother orchestrated this whole thing? Well, I thought so. I did think at the time, Mm -hmm. because your mind just goes, oh, this has to be a trick. A prank, yeah. This has to be a joke. But in retrospect, my brother never admitted to doing anything about it or in relation to it. And his reaction at the time was so genuine that I just don't believe I just like in retrospect, I don't believe that it was any kind of prank on his behalf. I still think like in my grown up mind, there has to be some rational explanation uh-huh. for this. And like, probably it was a prank by somebody, but it was very yeah. scary at the time. And my friend who moved into this house had all kinds of other crazy, oh, scary sure. experiences yeah. of like, uh, waking up in the middle of the night and hearing a crash and all the dishes are out of the what cabinet smashed on the floor. That seems like a very common ghost uh, yeah. Yeah. move. <laughs> <laughs> it fits the MO. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's my ghost story. I can't explain it. Yeah. Um, it still kind of like gives me the heebie-jeebies today. And I don't know what to make of it as a rational adult, mm-hmm. but that's where I'm at. So when I see something like this, 
Once technology comes into it, it seems like a lot less scary. So, like the fact that this yeah. was captured on a doorbell cam, it, I don't find know. it scary. You never know. If it, like to me, it's just like yeah. it's just some dust. Doorbell like, cams are becoming more and more popular, yeah. and I think they are going to become. Everyone's going to have one very soon, yeah. and they are eye opening for people. Yeah, not necessarily because of spirits, but just because seeing human behavior yes yeah um like i have a coworker who uh, has a doorbell camera and he showed me this video and he didn't tell me anything about it before he showed me he just was like you have to see what because it, it would have it's shocking uh-huh. and he was like you just like see what i saw on my doorbell camera he was like my girlfriend was home alone and uh he showed me the video and it, you just see this guy walk up to the door and he has this gash on his face <gasps> and this is in hamilton and he is just looking in the windows and looking in the oh door and God. and his girlfriend was just home by herself uh-huh. and she called the cops because of like this yeah. doorbell video and she otherwise wouldn't have known that he was even there and it was just like terrifying but i all that to say that like the as more people get these yeah we're gonna learn a lot yes did you have something with spirit that you were trying to share no, I wasn't trying to share. I feel like I've talked about it on this podcast before. But like when I was a kid, I used to I had multiple multiple experiences where I felt like I saw ghosts to the point that when my mom was looking to buy a new house, she had gone to see like maybe six houses and then she said, "Okay, now I'm going to bring you to see the houses. <laughs> and I want you to tell me your opinion of the houses cuz she knew cuz I had told her when I had seen things before. And then we went around to different places and there was one house that we went to. We walked in the door and I was like right away I was like this feels weird. Like something is not right. Your mom was bringing you as like the medium. As a psychic medium. <laughs> and we go to the basement. And it was an unfinished space, but it was like se- like a semi like unfinished where mm-hmm. like it's kind of like a den and the whole everything on the walls, crosses, Mary, Mary statues, everything all around. And I was like, first of all, you didn't need to you didn't need to bring me here <laughs> to know that something was wrong. But I am telling you, yes, something is very wrong with like we're not I was like, no, like we're not living here. But I wasn't like rude about it. I was just like, no, like I don't like it. And then when we got back to the car, I was like, no, like I had a really weird feeling. Something's not right. Like there's definitely something not right. And then when my mom called the real estate agent who was with us later that night, she was like, I have to tell you, like my daughter actually said that she felt like something was really weird in that place. And the real estate agent was like, I'm going to be honest with you. I've always felt that there was something not right with that place i wasn't going to say anything because like i'm trying to make a sale obviously (laughs) but like i I believe she even said that yeah she was just like i like yeah like you're totally right something is wrong (laughs) please don't tell anyone i yeah i used to see like weird shit all Mm. of the time when i was a kid and it stopped when i was like 19 or 20 and can I just speak for everyone listening to this that has gotten to know you through this podcast (laughs) that is the least surprising thing (laughs) that you had a connection with spirit at a young age yeah have you ever been spooked Kevin uh nothing like super concrete I've had like lots of moments where I was like was that I'm not sure like Mm -hmm. or I woke up from a dream and then was like was that a dream or like did that happen someone sitting on the edge of your bed yes I did have a person (laughs) sitting on the edge of my bed and I 
it was like a weird yeah in between dream or real i don't know mm-hmm. but i think like the coolest thing that I can say is that like when I went to university, I lived in a residence in my first year and it was called Grey Nuns at Concordia in Montreal. And um, half of the residence was a nun oh, yeah. convent yeah. and the other half was a university residence mm-hmm. and they literally just kind of locked the doors halfway and just were like signs that were yeah. like, you can't go past here. And nuns were just living there and on the other side you could sometimes like hear the organs playing and like they were at church mm-hmm. and stuff it was very it was just really f- a weird combo because in your first year of university all you're doing is like drugs and drinking yeah. and there's just like nuns <laughs> on the other side um but in the basement of the residence there was a crypt oh my god and they do not tell you that until you're there and <laughs> it was off limits and very like low key but there was fully a crypt of nuns or maybe i who the fuck knows in that crypt but i assume nuns and there was only one window that you could access where you could look in and see the crypt um which is like an above ground grave like there's there were like tombs like i don't know which was really cool but it also meant that we were living in a residence that had very like weird intense energy but now not negative but like it just had like an energy in there but that's all but no i'm not uh i haven't like had a i don't have any good stories really but i did go on facebook to see um if people you know how what they thought of the (laughs) brian's ghost um so i'll just read you their takes (laughs) So Jay says, I have lived right next to a huge cemetery for 50 years, played in it through most of my childhood. So I guess he never, ever left home. Spent many hours walking through it in the dark because it was my path to see friends. Never one time have I ever seen anything that would indicate paranormal activity is real. Until I actually witness something, I'll continue to be a skeptic. Veronica replies, let your guard down. (laughs) That's me on Facebook. (laughs) Open your heart. Linda, this happens in front of our house periodically. Our neighbors barbecue in front of their garage, and depending on what they are barbecuing and depending on the weather, we will see a gray cloud go by the front of our house. It's smoke from the barbecue. I was going to say, I do think that it's possible that it was just like a hot current going through or a smoke. Because I have seen stuff, things move like that. It could have been God's hot breath. God's hot barbecue. Yeah. (laughs) God's hot wings. (laughs) Phyllis, after my dog Maliki passed, passed, I started hearing two creaking sounds in the doorway to my room. Since my house is 98 years old and wooden, I just ignored it. A friend spent the night recently and in the morning told me she thought she saw Maliki lying outside my bedroom door in the middle of the night. Now, when I hear those creaks, I say, good night, Maliki. It makes me feel good. Ew, that gave me like full body shivers. And lastly, David. It's a group of gnats. <laughs> I'm with David. Thank you, David. Thanks. I don't know. Is there anything else we need to talk about? Like, 
it's been a long time and honestly i don't know when the next time we're legally allowed to gather together in a yeah, room truly if this is the last episode god help us all well, I don't know if we have um, properly covered the last like month on the view or yeah. not, but it has been nice getting back together mm-hmm. with the gang, um, and hopefully, everyone is um, feeling okay. Yeah, staying safe, not listening. hugging each other. No, don't listen to Elizabeth. Listen to. <laughs> Your Doctor, local, gov- Doctor local Jennifer governments Ashton. and Dr. Jennifer Aniston <laughs> and and self-isolate and self-quarantine and yeah. look out for the older people around you. Oh my God. And don't hoard toilet paper. Don't hoard toilet paper. And if you have an abundance of toilet paper and, and food, I know, yeah. give it to the older people in your buildings yeah. or whoever who I, might not be able to go to the grocery store and line up for hours at a time. I know the Deja the View audience is not a bunch of toilet paper yeah, hoarders. That's true. They best not be. No. <laughs> but look out for each other and don't hug people. <laughs> and Don't, no kissing. No kissing. <laughs> That's my rule for our listeners anyway. <laughs> yeah. And if you want to talk about the view and the weird place that it's in, mm-hmm. not only because of Corona, but because of just in general, um, you can leave us voice memos. I don't necessarily always play them on the show, but trust you it can, does. It gives us something to talk about, whether we play it or not. Yeah, we it love provides some insight them. into what people want us yeah. to talk about. Or I just get so DMs. excited when I get a voicemail. Or message. feel free to just slide into our DMs yeah. in general. Yeah. Um, we love a rating review on Apple as well. Mm-hmm. And you know, keep in touch. Yeah. We'll hopefully be back soon. Yeah. It's touch and go, and by touch and go, I mean do not, do not touch. touch. Just go. go. <laughs> <laughs> so on that note, I hope everyone has a great day and takes a little time to enjoy Brian's ghost. Hit it, DJ Abby. I'm bringing Hassle back. That's all, folks. See you later. John Hansman, the real job creator. You had an abnormal pap smear. <laughs> We're bringing Hansman back.